Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton-Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome, <clears throat> pardon me. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. Um, this, uh, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, strangely husky-voiced, uh, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. I like our topic today, imagery. Imagery, yeah. I forgot. I think for a second I felt you, maybe you'd forgotten who you were when you came on. I'm, wait a minute, who am I? Uh, I, I, I was just having a, just a little moment of self-doubt. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, it's great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great episode. Uh, uh, something uh, certainly near and dear to my heart, and I think yours. And um, you know, it's funny. We we've talked about a lot of things, and certainly we've touched on imagery and as it relates to other things that we've done. But I think that uh, I'm excited to dig into, you know, really dive deeper into a, a very specific aspect of uh, of branding, of of, uh, of communication. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that this week in, in still imagery, and then next week uh, we're going to in part two of this um, uh, dive into imagery. We'll look at the motion media part. So it's it's exciting, and, and we've got some good guests. So it's going to be it's going to be a good hour. Keeping the multi and multimedia. <laughs> right. Mm. All righty. You had a husky voice, and I was losing my voice, but I'm, I'm back. Go. Uh, all right. In full voice, it's Merritt and Gary. The, uh, you know, we all know, particularly with uh, social media and, uh, and online media outlets, you know, newspapers are websites essentially now. And photos, uh, I, I think, are everything when it comes to storytelling. And then, of course, we've got apps that are dedicated to nothing but that, to tell a story with pictures. Of course, I don't use them. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they're tools of the trade, obviously, to, to, to make things work. But um, the importance, you know, imagery, photos have always been super important uh, for business. Um, but it's so much more now. Um, I've, I've been looking at a, a web page uh, that's um, giving some statistics with regard to search engine optimization, and uh, you know the the impact um, that, uh, in particular, imagery uh, imagery gets 94% more impressions than text-only uh, searches. So that alone. Um, drives it. The, I think the irony there, though, it, it, with with that is so what that what that has caused, I think, and I, I, to a certain extent, is businesses throwing up whatever stuff. I'll use a nicer word than I intended. Whatever stuff they they've got, so that it gets a better SEO uh, uh, result, which is kind of interesting. So there's there's the good and the bad with uh, imagery and search engine optimization. No, I, I would agree with that, especially when it's just really bad, or not bad, I would say generic stock imagery. Yeah, well, hey, you, you bring that up. I mean, um, 
that's that, and that I think that the stock imagery business has really uh, taken off too, more than ever before, because of the need for imagery. Yeah, and you can see it, it, that's another point. Yeah, it is an interesting point. You know when it's stock, you know, you know it. You just have well, I, I would put it. I'd put a finer um, uh, a turn on it and say, you know, when it's uh, unpaid stock imagery. Hey, now you know. Like something that comes. That comes with your Microsoft Suite type of thing. Oh yeah, well that's that's right. <clears throat> if you if you use the little what was that little guy called? Uh, you know, there's the, 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 that awful little character that looked like a look like a peanut oh, or whatever. Whatever, cheesy peasy. But you know what? But the, but um, but there's a lot of 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 um, uh, free imagery out there um, that that's really compelling and pe- I mean a lot of people use and I will admit that I do quite often Pixabay um, to get to get qu- high quality imagery because people put their imagery up there. But another thing that goes on and this is something um, that uh, is important to be aware of, and that is uh, copyright. And I think a lot of there's a, a ton of copyright in, uh, infringement going on with imagery, where uh, you know people just mm-hmm. do a Google mm-hmm. image search, and they grab what they want mm-hmm. and they put it up there. And the photographer, the owner of that image, is uh, is not getting um, is not getting compensated. So, it's a it, it's a it's a wild and woolly uh, uh, business these days. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, it contents, uh, you know, a, a theme we uh, hammer on the show, I think, is uh, content matters. Uh, po- content comes with the cost, whether that's in time or uh, uh, time or money. And a smart business uh, will uh, budget for uh, the best content they can afford. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. And some some businesses, you know, I suppose this, depending on the size of the uh, organization. You know whether they have um, some some photography staff or they don't anybody at all or, or they or they outsource everything. Um, you know we are very fortunate in our company and because we're in this business and we support other organizations with photography that we have uh, some terrific photographers on staff. So um, one of them is going to be uh, joining us in the studio today, and another one's taking pictures of the of of the her joining us in the studio today. And we have another guest. It's going to be, uh, but yeah, it's a um, quality imagery uh, is important. Absolutely, and um, I, I think it's a, an issue near to dear to my heart because I'm so bad at it. I, I completely understand how important it is because I am absolutely not competent to manage imagery and visual content for our well, company. Well, can you defi- here's the thing, Merritt. Can you define why you're not a good photographer? If if indeed that's the case, I'm not I'm not agreeing with you. But if you believe you are not a good photographer, why why is that? Do you know why? Uh, I think it uh, a lot of it comes to just my whole uh, creative uh, uh, persona. Uh, I can't kind of like I can't draw. Um, I know what I like when I see it, but starting from zero and crafting uh, an image is beyond my skill set. That uh, reminds me of that. Uh, I think it was the 1930s or I, something. I, I put it put another way. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have outstanding taste and absolutely zero skills. <laughs> well, I was remember I was remembering uh, 
uh, that, that comes to me for some reason often the uh, the when they when they uh, the that uh, person who uh, for the from the government who a judge or somebody who uh, def- defining pornography says <clears throat> I can't define it but I know it when I see it so for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, go ahead. Just now, with um, uh, the ubiquitousness of camera phones, just kind of figuring out shot shot composition. But uh, you know, in my uh, 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 tourist days with uh, you know a regular whatever it was film camera, some little Instamatic thing uh, in the early '90s. Uh, I had a friend who um, took a ton of photos. She took gorgeous photos. Um, she was always uh, uh, had a couple of rolls of film being processed. I followed her through Bangkok, and she's got great photos of the reclining Buddha. I've got a Buddha off center with a spire on it on top cut off. I just it looked really good to me through the viewfinder, but. Uh, it, it just wasn't there, and so uh, what I quickly learned is to ask her for double prints and pay for them. Well, the problem you made is the fact that uh, you just didn't ask your subject to help you. Come on, Buddha, work with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> scratch down a little, scratch down a little. I'm losing the spire. I'm losing the spire. So, <laughs> uh, so, um, so but, yeah, uh, I mean, go I ahead. think. Okay. I was going to say, uh, I think imagery matters, and it's so um, it's so accessible now. Uh, one thing that I think uh, is appealing to me is when I see uh, companies with their web presence or their brochures actually using photos of themselves. I mean, what do you? Is something you you like to see that them using photos of themselves? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, their own employees doing actual work, you know, a documentary focus on imagery for their branding rather than um, glossy photos they bought somewhere. Yeah. Well, again, you can always, you know, you know, it would be great if, if one of these um, stock companies would would decide to start doing stock imagery that doesn't look like stock imagery just sit there and go how do we, how do we make it look not so slick because yeah you look at the you, you know you the, you look at the corporate ones where you where you know and I've you know re, re- looked for imagery all the time for different things that we do and you go oh yeah look at this beautiful shot of the you know perfectly dressed people and they're happy at work and they're pointing at the at the at whatever they're pointing at and it's like yeah, where's the reality kind of shots where you know you, you want to use imagery that is that that says good things about what you're trying to say but doesn't make it look like so pristine and so slick as you go yeah that's stock right 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 and kind of gritty great grittying it up that'd be a great business model you know looking for you know yeah exactly just a little bit just a little bit you know, not not to be so doggone uh, perfect all the time. So, um, you you bring up a yeah, another take, point. Just, just wipe the makeup off that pimple. <laughs> That's right. Add 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 some defects to the people. Yeah, you know, add the <laughs> Photoshop should have a defect filter. Well, at any rate, um, we we're we're about to go to break, which is a good thing because we're going to bring in some other people who can talk a lot more about photography and great stuff than uh, than you or I. Although I've got well, anyway. <laughs> 
I won't even go into it. I've got a, I've got some pictures. I've got some pictures that have been okay in the past. But at any rate, Merritt, the point is we've got two folks coming in here who we, who we really like and we've known a long time. Um, we've worked with both of them. Uh, one of them happens to work with us directly at the moment, uh, and uh, and I hope for a long time. Uh, Laura Lakeway is with us, and uh, she's been uh, in, in photography for uh, for more than thirty years. She's uh, she's worked at National Geographic as a photo editor. She's uh, run a gallery stuff. She now she supports our our major client, the Naval Sea Systems Command. We are so excited to have her. Uh, we've got John Williams, and uh, John's a, uh, he was a, a Navy photographer and uh, is, and continues to work with the Navy, the Office of Naval Research, and has been doing amazing stuff. And uh, and gets uh, we, it, it, before the show, Merritt, we were talking a little bit, and uh, John's you know some of the videos and, and images that they have over at the Office of Naval Research get in the millions of views, and uh, so it's exciting, and. Wow. Um, um, and we're gonna we're gonna have them coming up. And uh, by the way, folks, you're listening to the Brand Ambassadors, and uh, we'll be back with our guests in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You 
are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield and our two in studio guests, uh, two fantastic photographers uh, whose work I'm just uh, uh, continually thrilled by Laura Lakeway and John Williams. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Merritt. Hey, I, I, I want to I, I'll can I say start s- real quick. Oh, go ahead, Merritt. I was just uh, I was going to ask uh, just uh, one quick question um, and starting uh, ladies first, Laura, you've you've covered everything from um, an art gal, uh, you know, art photography to National Geographic to Patty Smith. And now you're doing all sorts of technical um, and uh, corporate uh, imagery for a very large uh, Navy organization. Is there any single key that you would say is important to tell a story with an image? Well, composition for sure. First and foremost, it's got to be composition. (laughs) Uh, But also just knowing uh, your subject and uh, the market for it and how it's going to be used, I think sort of goes uh, how you would approach uh, photographing an event or or, uh, a single image. Merritt can talk about, Merritt can talk about composition, right, Merritt? You and your Buddha. (laughs) How not to do it. How not to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you can't it, have a stranger in front of it as well. Well, you know, the thing, the thing is, um, uh, I think about is, is that people, there are so many pictures that are being taken today. And I, I guess I would ask uh, John, particularly for talking about um, images that include uh, human beings, um, how do you not look like every other picture that's been taken? Wow. <laughs> yes, but I, but I think it is important when, you know, I work for the Office of Naval Research, so the tendency is a lot of gadgets, a lot of technology, a lot of things. But I do find that the most popular images and the images that I think do the best are those that include people or at least translate to how this uh, technology is benefiting a sailor and a marine, or what is that connection to the or to the public at, at large? So I, I always try to include uh, people in the photograph because it really does help tell that story. Of course, Laura, you're uh, uh, a lot of what you do now. You 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 have a lot of people in your pictures because you do a lot of stuff at the headquarters, and yeah. and it's the it's the old grip and grin. What do you do? What do you do about making? Is there any way, honest to goodness, is there any way at all to make a grip and grin photo? And folks, for you know, grip and grin, you know, where the the, the boss and the and someone getting an award or something is shaking hands. Is there any way to make that anything other than awful? <laughs> well, I, d- I don't think they're awful photographs, but truthfully, what I try to look for is a moment that happens within that grip and grin. So it could either be the moment before or afterwards where it might be a gesture that the admiral might actually tap somebody's shoulder or just a, a laugh or an expression afterwards. It probably won't be the picture that's published because they are looking for the traditional grip and grin image, but I also uh, find it important 
you know, for these retirement ceremonies and all of that, to, to look for those moments, uh, especially when there's family there too as well with their wives and their children. I think it's really nice. And there are moments when they look out into the audience and see their family and you can find those moments. And I that's what I look for. And, and I think in those situations, Gary, it really is important for the photographer to take charge in the beginning because you can do a bad grip and grin based on background or location. So taking charge, not being afraid to tell a senior member, move three feet to your left because the flag's coming out of your head, or hey, let's go over here and take this picture because we know what it is, but it's still going to be better. And it's going to be better lit and it's going to, you know, uh, just be a better photograph. So take charge in the beginning. Yeah, that's great advice. And to remove your badge. <laughs> well, we deal with that. Yes, that's a fact think, of life working I within the, the government. I yes. think the other side of that that we probably may not appreciate enough um, on the on the side of those taking the imagery is to appreciate that what you're saying, what you both are saying, is that at the end of the day, there are family members there, and you know their desire is more about getting the picture and the right. moment than it is about how well you know. I bring up you know how you make a a grip and grin not look off and that's probably not appropriate but really it's more they want the image they want the picture the, the memory maybe we think maybe sometimes we're thinking too much yeah yeah could be yeah <clears throat> i've got a, a question how uh, how uh often when you're um uh at a photo shoot are you thinking of the end uses and other ways to use the image? Or are you just cap focused on capturing the moment and then you let that flow into how you use it? Uh, Merritt, I, I am always thinking of how that photo is going to be used. I think going in, it's important to know why you're there, why you're taking that picture, um, what is the intent, what is the messaging behind it. And, and that really is is key to how that image is going to be used down the road. I, I like to tell a lot of uh, other photographers working within commands, I mean, quality and the image is important, but that caption, what you're writing within that photo, and then what is that distribution of it um, is key. Hey, I thought a picture told a thousand words. What the heck? I, 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 why do <laughs> no, you need a caption? A, a picture without a <laughs> caption, without distribution channel, it's worthless. You know, is worthless. And, yep. you know, we went through many years, you know, years ago, it was much harder, obviously, when you were slides or negatives, they sat in closets and, and file cabinets. But now, with the ability to move stuff, uh, you, you really have to get it out there. And, and we're lucky within the DOD that we do have a big distribution network. And, and it's key to know how to use that properly. And your imagery will get used. And then your command will benefit from that, or your organization will benefit from that. Well, I, I have a question about, you know, with, with you, John, you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, there used to be slides and negatives and, and now it's digital. And uh, so from both of you, um, what do you see as the both the positive and the negative impact of, you know, how many images we see? Because it, it certainly you're taking a lot more pictures now than you used to. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Just because it's so easy and it's just cheaper. <laughs> Is that a good cheaper. thing? Is that a good thing? I think you can become a, a lazy photographer just by overshooting. You really have to, sometimes I find myself shooting way too much. I'm just like, slow down, let's really think about it and make every time I click the shutter be meaningful mm. instead of just trying to make sure I have the whole thing covered like a blanket. Try to take more meaningful photographs. So I think it's when you first sort of get into 
digital, it's easy to go crazy shooting a lot of photographs, but it's important to rein yourself back and really try to take important, meaningful pictures. So overall, for both of you, is it a good thing or a bad? I mean, obviously, digital is good. It's a, it's a good thing. But I mean, you guys, uh, let me, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but you guys have been around a while. Yes. <laughs> We're old enough. I, you know, I, I, people, you know, will ask, still, still ask that question Gary, all the time. What? Um, I don't know how I did photography back then. I don't know how I did these complicated lighting situations in a hangar with sodium vapor lights and daylight coming in and fluorescent. I don't even know how I shot back then. Somehow we did and we made it work. But today, the ability to go into any situation and, yeah, you use your, your skill sets that you've acquired. Um, but being able to take a photo, quickly look at it and then know you have it. Boy, that gives you a freedom then mm-hmm. just to shoot and be as creative as possible and let the you know the technical stuff's there but it becomes secondary that pressure is off and you're just shooting and worrying about what you know making a making a much better photograph creatively and story wise yeah agree the um i'd like to go ahead Merritt. uh i i just wanted to uh touch um, uh, a little bit on uh, John's background as a uh, professor of photography at Temple University. Uh, what do you, uh, you know, what do you see, uh, it, do you see uh, different skills coming in because imagery has become so much more accessible, if you will? Yeah, I, the, um, I do. A lot more people obviously are taking photos, everyone's taking photos and posting those photos. Um, I was fortunate in that I was working at a newspaper at the time, and I was a little late going to college, but it was right at the same time that the the World Wide Web was hitting. This is early 90s, and digital was really starting to come into into its own, and it was – so this uh, idea of – a mass communicator or someone using a lot of multimedia to tell stories was was there, but it was still about quality. And I think at first, yeah, we got away from that. Everyone was just scattered. But I, but I, I think now, although everything's out there, there is there is a sense. And what I tried to teach then, and what I still try to do today, is is tell the best story using whatever medium and combination of uh, of mediums that we have to, to do that. Well, we, we, we're uh, going to go to a break in, in a minute. I was going to, uh, and I don't, so I don't want to go into it tr- right now, but when we come back from the break, um, I was going to uh, ask Laura from your experience with uh, National Geographic, something that comes into my mind is there are certain, uh, maybe it's an age-related thing, but there are certain things we think of, at least I do, when it's, whether it's Life Magazine or whether it's National Geographic, and there are certain things you think that just have this, you, you can, even if you can't think of a specific image that just, that really do something to you, and I wonder if that's lost today. So, uh, but at any rate, we are, we are at, uh, we are, at, this is the Brand Ambassadors, and we're happy to have uh, two terrific guests in studio, Laura Lakeway and John Williams. Um, if you would like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. 866-472-5790 is the listener call-in line, and you can so, or also send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com, and we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton-Allen and our two in-studio guests, Laura Lakeway and John Williams. And we are talking imagery. And um, before the break, uh, Laura, I, would, I was uh, thinking about, um, you know, these these iconic publications, uh, National mm-hmm. Geographic, Life Magazine, maybe if we're even going back, Look Magazine, different things. Sure. That, um, and... You just have this image. I mean, with Life magazine, you have, you have the image. You think of the the sailor kissing the the the, the young lady after VJ Day, or was it was it VJ or VE one of the one of those days? Um, and National Geographic, you just think of all those those really rich color images you see. Have we lost? I think of those, but I can't think of anything current like that. Are we kind of lost a little bit because of the I won't call it a glut of imagery, but or just. It's, it's not the same. It used to be we'd go to those magazines or those publications and get that. 
is it still there? Or, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel like I've lost it a little bit. I think it's still there. It's, you know, what you're paying attention to and what it keeps your attention. You know, with National Geographic, it's certainly the Afghan girl that most people think of, Steve McCurry's image. Uh, but most recently, the Geographic ran, actually, for the first time ever, and it's nearly 130 years, uh, was a stock image as the cover of National Geographic. First time ever, and it actually did extremely well, and it actually was an image that had been out in social media previously and had gotten attention, uh, but when they ran it as their, their cover, it got obviously a lot more of attention. It was simply uh, a plastic bag in water that looked like an iceberg in water, so it was paper or uh, plastic you know, overuse and now seeing it in the oceans and all of that. It's a very impactful cover from a distance. When you saw it on the newsstand, it really did look like an iceberg in the water. And it just kind of brought you, made you think, made you, you know, wonder what it was about. I got closer and I was like, wait a minute, that's a trash bag. And it really made you think about things. So I th still think there's a lot of powerful imagery out there on covers of magazines, but it, it's you know, there's so many things that are trying to get your attention and keep your attention that it's it's easy to miss those things too. Or the the latest cover of Time magazine with a image of Trump's face morphing into Morph food. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that amazing. The, I, but I have to ask you about. I did not know about that. Was the first you mentioned the first use of stock? Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What was going on at Nat Geo? Were people going, "What the heck is this"? <laughs> Well, there was certainly a whole lot of conversation about it, but at the end of the day, they all felt that it really was what was going to tell the story that they wanted to best and easy to read on the cover of a magazine to get people interested. And I think it worked. It was certainly a risk. I have no doubt that there were days, hours, weeks, months of conversation for that decision. But uh, I'm I'm really proud that they made that decision. It doesn't matter where the image came from, as long as it's a powerful and moving image, and it was. Um, but it's just funny that the world was already familiar with it. At least part of the world was familiar. With it. So, Merritt and I had talked uh, before in the first segment before you guys came on. <clears throat> about you can about stock imagery right. and you can tell it's stock you know you, you see websites that have images and you go yeah it's stock i mean what do you do what does a business do what does an organization do you know what is the magic to say to, to have an image that's really compelling to tell whatever it is you're trying to tell without everyone going oh yeah it's stock yeah, create stock, your own. You, you create your own, really. It, is, it goes back to create your own. And um, I've been fortunate that I've been at the same organization for 13 years now. So there's a body of work that I'm really proud of and that we're able to draw on that. But over the years, I've had to use that uh, stock image argument when, yeah, well, maybe we won't send you on this job. We can get, you know, maybe we can just get a local person to do it. And, and I've used that like, well, I know why I'm taking this image. I know I have our organizations in, in my best interest, so I know what to, to promote. And as we look a year from now and we're trying to create graphics, brochures, posters, what imagery are you gonna draw from if you're not sending someone to cover these events? Um, so that avoidance of stock. 
we still occasionally will use stock. I mean, there is some good stock photography out there, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's much preferred if a organization has the ability over a period of time to document their own organization in the way they want to document it. Well, if I if it were if I were a, a non photographer communicator, oh wait, that's me, and um, <laughs> I had the luxury and the resources um, to have a no kidding dedicated photographer. I think my question would be, why would we ever use stock? I, I think well, some of the stock that that we we use is um, some really maybe stuff shot through a. A microscope or oh, right. you know and it's used as background right, as right. graphical elements so mm-hmm. yeah that that's what i'm more referring to when we use stock when you go to well, so I, we've just talked about oh, i'm sorry um no, when ahead. we talk about um thanks when we talk about uh uh, you know, you just mentioned explaining, this is why you really need to send me on that shoot. This is why we need to document this. Is there ever uh, an event where, you, where you've had to say, oh, no, we don't need pictures of that? And I'm not talking about scandal. I just mean something that is not suited to photos or um, is, is not a good use of, uh, of your time. I, I, Other I have photo shoots. <laughs> I now I, I brought that up. It, I mean, there's been a few occasions where, you know, maybe it's a conference in San Diego, and is it really worth sending me all the way out there to get a few photos of the maybe one of our senior executives or senior military talking? And especially if I know there's another organization out there that's covering it, um, and and I've said, you know, look, maybe you don't need to send me on that. Um, But I've also advocated where someone has maybe not thought it was worth it for me to go somewhere. And I've sold them in the other, given them another perspective and said, this is why it's important that I go to document this. And you don't just get a, a sailor on a ship to just take a few, few photos, even if they're a good photographer. Um, here's why it's important that I go as a representative of, of the organization. You know, <clears throat> I'm thinking about uh, <clears throat> in, in all aspects of, if you think about uh, an organization's webpage and their imagery, um, I mean, we struggle with this even our, uh, amongst ourselves. And Mary, one, you were talking at one point uh, a segment or two ago about, uh, you know, when you're taking pictures of your own, you like it when you see companies with images of their own folks doing work and such. We're not very good at that. You know, you know how it is. You know, the shoemaker has the worst shoes and all, you know, all that kind of business. But um, you look at a web page and, you know, you, you decide, you know, you, you have to have, it ought to be us. If you're trying to say, oh, we do this thing, Vox Optima, we do executive brand training. We do um, digital signage. We do whatever we do. Uh, and at what point do you go, well, what do we do to represent that? Do, do we have an image that meets it? So where's the, the balance? What, what is it that, what is it from your, both of your perspectives that makes for um, effective imagery, uh, you know, on a website, let's say? I'm trying to balance between, again, super slick to, you know, maybe it's not as slick, but, but it tells a truer story. 
I stumped the I stumped the group. Yeah, you, <laughs> uh, consistency and consistent quality over time, I think, is a big factor in that. Um, and and we don't always. You're right. We don't always on our social media channels. We don't always talk about some internal stuff. But I will say some of our more popular. Facebook or social media posts have been a promotion of someone within the organization or um, uh, I recently, you know, we're right there in Boston. We're, you know, not even a, a quarter mile from the Capitals practice facility at the Iceplex. So someone suggested we do a group photo with the, as many from the command as they wanted over there after the Caps won the Stanley Cup. And at first I'm like kind of not rolling my eyes. I'm willing to walk over there and do it. But after I did it, I brought it back and I said, showed it to the PA. I said, let's put this on social. That photo did incredibly well. And it was just a group shot of, of about 60 people from the command wearing jerseys with the Washington Capitals logo in the background. So thinking of those kind of things and kind of opening it up once in a while and not always being about, in my case, technology and science and innovation, um, I think is important and it does connect people to your command. And it was a hot subject at the time. And it was, a, right, and it was right. and, he, and, and my only regret was someone didn't suggest that like two days after they won. We did it a little over a week after, but it, it was still, still was, was still successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, so then from, so if you think about your, your favorite photographs that you guys have taken, are, are they the most artistic? Are they the most compelling because of value? Well, sometimes for me, my favorite pictures are ones that I know will probably never see the light of day. Um, stuff that, hopefully we'll make it into the family's hands or, you know, the retired admiral's hands or something like that. But I, you know, I look at the shoot as, as a whole and I want to do the very best I can, but I realize sometimes my favorite pictures are not the ones that are going to be the ones posted on Facebook or the ones published in their, you know, bi-monthly uh, newsletter, but that doesn't stop me from trying to take the very best pictures of whatever it is that I happen to see in front of me. I also do uh, some self-assigning when I have slow days and there's nothing to do. I try to walk around the base and just see if there's pictures of people walking around or of the building or something like that just for the archive purposes uh so you know it's i i try to take the assignments and and that final outcome very seriously and want to deliver the best that i can but it's not always my favorite pictures that rise to the top right. for them and, and sometimes you know sometimes i love it's it. i love that insight we've got to go we, we've got to go to break excuse me i'm sorry uh to cut you off but uh we've got to go to break um we will pick up that thread in just a couple minutes. Please give us a call if you'd like to join uh, the conversation at 866-472-5790 or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton-Allen and our in-studio guests, John Williams and Laura Lakeway. And um, so for this final segment, I, the thing, I, one thing I'm thinking about is that, um, it, I mean, it has always been this way that um, everybody has a camera. You know, it's ever since, you know, forever, a brownie, a, a Polaroid, whatever. But now you've got everybody and their brother has a, has a smartphone and they're taking a million pictures. Are we... You know, where are we in the world of photography? Is this the golden, a new golden age, or is it some awful age? Where, from you guys, as professional, from both of you as professional photographers, you know, what do you think of this era we're in in terms of photography? I I love it. I love that uh, digital. I love the technology, the imagery that I'm able to capture now, the scenes I'm able to record. I I think is. From from that perspective, I love it. I 
Um, I have no problem with everyone out there taking pictures. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a little, you know, you got 20 people taking their cell phones out and they're at the same event you are. And, and my imagery is going to be shared with everyone. And I'm like, why, why are you, you know, just relax. But I, I, I love this time that we're in, in photography and, and visual uh, communication. Yeah, absolutely. And I th just think uh, the consumers are just getting smarter and smarter. I mean, little kids want to see the picture the instant they, you know, have it taken by you. They want to see it. And so I, th I think people are getting smarter with it. And I think they're understanding composition and all that kind of thing. Even with Instagram having the little grid uh, when you take the photograph showing you the rule of rule thirds. thirds. Merit, the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds, Merit. <laughs> yes, that's what she needs to, to know for composition. And people are, are understanding it without even realizing that they're understanding it. It's like subliminally they're learning that. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I, th I think just people are getting smarter, but it can yeah. be frustrating when people with smartphones are jumping in front of you and you have your big DSLR camera there to capture it. But just like I said earlier, I, you know, I'm not so much threatened by that because yeah. I do know that, you know, my picture may not be better than others at the same event or at the same place, but I do uh, know that I'm going to be able to caption it properly, release it properly, and get it out there to be used. So everyone else, you can take photos. That's fine. You're not threatening to me. So I just enjoy it. And I like talking photography with people and seeing what they've shot too. So in the few minutes we have left, I'd like to ask both of you, um, what advice would you give to uh, a, uh, a government executive or a business owner and someone who's definitely not, uh, what, what would you tell me, An, a, a non-photographer, about how to use images uh, to build a brand? Well, I think it's imparative that you use... <laughs> no, I think it's imperative that you do use images uh, to promote your brand. Uh, you know, the brain actually sees images uh, or understands images 60,000 times faster than it does text. So if you just think of that alone, how people can get in and get to know you that much quicker through a photograph versus words... I think that's exactly why, and that's not even a new fact. That's been around for years and years. Back when you know, uh, uh, you know, the, I can't think of the word, but back when um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blocking now. But uh, commercial and all of that kind of stuff. Those people, you know. It, they understood visuals were so important back in the 40s and 50s and 60s. It's just as important now as it's ever been. So I, I think that's what you have to understand and that it's not free. You have to pay for great imagery. That's that also is very important. Yeah, I've, you know, I've um, been in you know, situations you have, you know, one thing within DOD leadership changes often, so you're you're, you're kind of reselling yourself mm -hmm. often, and and what you do and the value that you bring to the command. So I always have this series, you know, a series of some photos that help explain that, and and the power of that of that image, and uh, kind of just show the boss like, look, if you have a whole, you've got writers, you have graphics, you have, but it all works together. And a really key part of that is that visual, visual element. And, um, 
you know, one of the photos I just was real quick, a, a photo I took right after I started with, with the command of just of a armored vehicle it was a new concept armored vehicle. And, and I just shot it as a piece of technology. And next thing you know, we had Rolling Stone magazine calling, looking for photos of this vehicle. And here's this vehicle next thing you know, I'm published in Rolling Stone magazine. And I'm like, <laughs> what is, this is crazy. But it did, it kept me thinking that these images, whatever they are, can go all kinds of places, that it's not just a very n- niche market. And did they ask to put like Keith Richards sitting inside? No, it was it was in their automotive <laughs> section. But still, it just Rolling Stone is just really strange. Like never made that connection. The the uh, um, what I think is going on, and again from the for the business of photography, there's I would think that there's so many more ways to get your pictures out. Is it just again? I was talking. Uh, I don't know if it's during the break or in a previous segment that about getting an image from uh, you know a, a stock image to use on a PowerPoint presentation, you know, and you were Laura talking about the fact that uh, images are so much uh, absorbed so quickly mm-hmm. compared to text. Uh, even in that, in, in presentations, yeah. that the power of yeah. imagery versus text, those god awful uh, bulletized texts in a PowerPoint. Yeah. But uh, so I guess are we? So are we in the golden age? One quick. Thing for is it a golden age of of uh, of the business of photography for you guys, or not? I think so. I think there are still jobs. I think for photographers, I think there's still an importance, and um, but not as a sole, just as a photographer. You do yeah, if I you're going to market yourself today. You do have to shoot some video. You do yeah, have yeah, to c- stills. You have to know how to write. You have to know how to defend yourself with budgets and all of that. So you you do have to expand your knowledge and really not just be that photographer, but be an integral part of a communications team mm-hmm. and um, understand what their needs are and how you fit into it. And I think that's key. Yeah, I have a hard time saying the golden age because I do think it's, right. it is harder sometimes to find jobs and it's, you know, there's so many newspapers that have closed and all of that kind of stuff that Golden age is hard for me to, yeah. but it's, it's, it is still happening. But I think you really have to be more of a, a visual communicator on all levels and all mediums. Well, that's, uh, uh, I, and I think that very much ties into what we've been promoting on this show that, um, uh, public affairs practitioners need to be able to do a little bit of everything. Yes. So apparently I just wouldn't be able to get a job because I'm so bad at <laughs> photography. But, oh well. I have job security. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. There you go. There you go. Uh, John Williams, Laura Lakeway, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this, uh, this lousy photographer is grateful uh, for your gorgeous work. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, I mean, I can, I can draw on my eyebrows and then I'm done with visual creativity. Uh, but for, uh, for John and Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, and we'll talk to you next week on The Brand Ambassadors. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.